everybody, and welcome to Sharing Everything. I'm Joe. And I'm Katie. And uh, we like making each other watch movies that we like. And what's so special about that? Well, we're married. Katie. We sure are. What did, what did I make you watch this week? We watched The Witch. The Witch! C. There's no... Well, I guess there is a C. I don't know. There was supposed to be a joke in there. Anyway, so ha, ha, ha. so so what is is this movie about? The Witch came out this year, which is 2016. Um well, it's a uh, horror type slash mystery type slash movie. And it uh it's about this family in like the 1600s, I believe. Yeah, this is it's pre revolutionary war. Oh. Pre-Salem Witch Trials? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so at the beginning, we see this family become, like, excommunicated from their church. Um, and then they set out into this piece of land, and they start anew with just their family. Um, then some weird stuff starts happening, and it all started with a demonic red-eyed bunny. And, uh, well, no, I guess it didn't start with that. Sorry, with the baby getting stolen. Yeah, that's, that's just kind, kind of, of more a big deal. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, there was, however, a demonic red-eyed bunny that a, scared the crap out of me. A fairly ugly bunny rabbit. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't cute or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the oldest daughter, Thomason, she is um, babysitting for the newborn, and they're out in the woods, and then all of a sudden, baby gets snatched. And Thomason goes back, and her parents are all justifiably upset. Um, uh, so the babies, they've sort of come to the conclusion that the baby has just gone. Um, the dad and the brother, they set out looking for him, and that's where the demonic bunny comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because they're going out hunting. They're going out hunting, and... Somebody has some sort of notion that the, they might find the baby while they're out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, there's just lots of odd things that happen. There's lots of interesting family dynamics. Um, uh, just just weird things keep happening. Like the second brother, he gets snatched, but we actually see him get snatched this time, and that was creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, By a Victoria's Secret model. Apparently. That's the only thing she's done aside from really? this movie. Yeah, I just looked oh, her up. Okay. Um, yeah, um, so then accusations start getting thrown around that mm-hmm. the, the the daughter Thomason is a witch and mm-hmm. she's making this happen to her family. Mm-hmm. There are two other siblings in the family. They're twins. Um, Jonas and Mercy. Jonas and Mercy. Um, one day down by the river or something when Thomason is doing some sort of, she's washing her dad's clothes mm-hmm. mercy comes up and she's annoying thomason or something so thomason sort of jokingly tries to scare the crap out of her by saying i'm a witch and i'm gonna eat you i'm gonna eat you and then mercy is of course upset by that mm-hmm. and she goes home and tells her parents um uh let's see what happens next i sort of switched those two events the the second brother disappears. He disappears after, after that. Yeah. So because they go, he goes to look for the kid. He goes yeah. to look for the baby. Yeah. And Thomason comes with him, and then they get separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get separated. He gets molested or raped by a Victoria's Secret model. Um, but you know, <laughs> it's the worst uh, ways to go. And then she doesn't. She just kisses him. He's like nine years old, and she was clearly like. 30 something yeah that's not okay i don't care if this is 1600 that is the not actress okay. is actually 26 that doesn't make it any better um worries me how much you know about this victoria I secret model. literally <laughs> just looked her up um let's see then they uh go back home um kid comes stumbling back what was the his caleb name? caleb yes mm-hmm. Um, he comes stumbling back. He's like all kinds of bonkers. He's like having convulsions and speaking in tongues. And he does come back naked. Yeah, he, exactly. So, so he there there might have been some some fiddly digits happening. <sighs> yep. Um, but he's also all scratched up, so it must have been a good time. Uh, okay. Um, and then uh, so they're all up in the attic praying over the kid because mm-hmm. he's like talking to God or something. 
And then the twins, they start, like, having their own sort of fit in the corner, and they, like, pass out or something. Mm -hmm. And so then the mom and the dad are convinced that Thomason was doing this. They, like, command her to stop. They're like, if you're a witch, stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Then eventually the Caleb, he dies. Yeah, he does. Caleb dies. He he says, hey, I can see Jesus. Yep. And then then he he dies. Um. Then the twins, like, I thought they died, too. They didn't really make it clear, but obviously no, they, they were, lived. they were just being um, dumb. Let's see. And then, oh, the dad boards um, Thomason, Mercy, and uh, Jonas. Jonas into, like, and a the barn. Goat, and the goat house. Yeah, the goat house barn thing. Um, and I'm like, well, that's not a good idea. You must not care about any of your children if you're locking them all in there. And you think all of them might be witches. Um, so he locks him in there. Um, then the mom, she, she did something. I can't remember. Full disclosure, we kind of watched this movie a long time ago. It wasn't, it was about a week and a half ago. This, <laughs> this episode's a little late. A little bit. Um, something happens with the mom. Well, oh, she has like some sort of like vision. Yeah. That, that Caleb comes back with the baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. And right. he says, sign the devil's book. Mm-hmm. And you can come hang out with us. Um, and then the baby turns into a crow and starts eating your nipple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so then... So then it's the next morning. The next morning, the... Who goes out? The mom goes outside. Oh! Oh, that night while the mom's having the vision, there's the old witch lady who gets into the goat house. Oh, yeah. And she starts drinking the goat milk yeah. from from the udder and then and giggles. Mm-hmm. And then presumably takes the twins. Yep. And then, so the mom comes outside in the morning, or the dad. The dad does The first. dad comes outside. The barn is, like, destroyed. Mm-hmm. The goats are all laying dead in the grass mm-hmm. or the snow, I think mm-hmm. it was. The Thomason is, like, laying on the ground looking like she got attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, then the mom starts attacking Thomason. Mm-hmm. Thomason takes a big old axe. No, she takes like a trowel. Something. She uh. And she stabs her mother. Sort a whole of bunch stabs her mom. To death. A whole bunch to death. In self-defense. I mean, yeah. She was definitely strangling her with the intent to kill. She was. Um. But you you missed you missed a very crucial thing. Oh the 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 goat oh, the goat black what was his the name black, black Philip black Philip which isn't racist because no. it's actually a black goat yeah and by goat I mean goat not greatest of all time uh, okay. um, he <laughs> he kills the father he stabs him with his goat horn yeah. and then oh, and then pushes him that. into the pile of wood pile of wood and then it falls on he dies Thomason kills the mom then Thomason goes inside the house and she sort of sort of just like oh she puts on a cloak and then she like she gets naked she puts on a cloak and she falls asleep. She puts on a yeah. Well, and then she wakes up. Well, I'm getting there. Okay. Yeah. And she wakes up and um oh, what was it that was the goat was talking to her, right? Yeah. Well, the goat turns into a man. And um oh, he says, "Read this book." Sign the book. Sign the book. Something with a book. And uh, so she he d- says she he does. says line edit my novel. <laughs> And that's where the real horror comes in, because it's really bad. She signs the book. Um, he says something like, it's a vote for Pedro and all your wildest dreams will come true, so sign the book. Yeah. How, how um, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was creepy. Um, and then the movie ends deliciously. Like, that's just a weird way to put it after people have been, like, killing yeah, people. Yeah, but he is, like, the devil. I understand. <laughs> Okay, so then the movie ends with Thomason getting naked, going out into the woods, mm-hmm. dancing around with all these other naked ladies mm-hmm. who are presumably witches. So she just goes to Coachella, and then the movie ends. Kind of. She sort of like ascends into the air. Yeah, she does start flying. And then she's like feeling around, mm-hmm. and then the end. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd you like the movie? Um, I liked it. Um, There were obviously lots of squirmy parts for me such um, as uh the part where caleb was attracted to his sister and kept looking at her boobs all the time or or lack thereof <laughs> it was just gross well um, yes but of course this is the 1630s i know chastity's a big deal and she's also the 
there's he there's three women in the in his world. Mm-hmm. One is his mother, whose boobs he's been intimate with as as a young <laughs> baby, and then his little sister, who is one of the most annoying children I've ever seen in a movie. And then there's her her his sister, who is about the same age as him. Ugh, gross. Um, so that was one of the squirmy parts. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the dad getting stabbed by the goat Mm -hmm. that was pretty bad Mm -hmm. the thomason killing her mother that was pretty bad Mm -hmm. um the kid getting raped by the witch okay we don't see a child being raped in this movie we (laughs) we see a, a woman who is of age planting a kiss on the lips yeah, of of a, of a young child and and also it's not like they'd frenched it up she just like gave him a peg like she she you gave can, him a, it is implied oh, he comes back naked he does but in that moment when you were freaking out more than you were seeing more than when you saw a baby get mashed up and then rubbed oh i forgot about um, that that made me squirm yeah that was oh yeah ugh, okay um yeah uh aside from that though like i kind of liked the sort of i kind of like the mystery of it that we didn't know for sure who was the witch we didn't know was thomason actually a witch and she just was hiding it really well i had the inkling that the mother was actually a witch at one point um yeah there's interesting family dynamics um the story was pretty compelling it was really they it was hard to understand them when they were talking a little bit um but it was pretty period accurate yeah so yeah but for the most part i enjoyed it okay good mm-hmm. so let's talk about christianity in horror movies okay there's a lot of it really yeah so especially oh, okay. supernatural horror mm-hmm. movies like how many movies about exorcisms are there probably at least like a dozen there's there's too many is is what i'll say okay so that's christianity where specifically, like, you need a priest to mm-hmm. come through and and kill a devil. Yes. Um, most of the, the Ouija-type movies mm-hmm. require priests. I think The Conjuring did. Um, generally, when anything supernatural is happening in a movie, they call a priest. Yeah. Um, and I saw a headline, did not read the article because I didn't really care. I kind of, you know how sometimes you see... A headline of an article and you just know what the article is going to be about so yes. you just don't bother to read it mm-hmm. this one was called something like why is why are all horror movies christian propaganda okay <laughs> and i was like well it's because they're going off our cultural fears and most people are either christians or you know not practicing christians but mm-hmm. you know when you say god People tend to think of the Christian God, at least in the country wherein we reside. See. Um, so this one, this movie, doesn't really make Christianity the hero of, of the movie. No, it really does not. It kind of makes Christianity the villain of the movie. You could say that. Um. Yeah, there were... It was so heart-wrenching to me when Caleb, when he set out into the woods with his dad to go hunting mm-hmm. um when he kept saying things like he was concerned that the sam the baby was going to go to hell yeah because he didn't get baptized yeah that was so heart-wrenching i was so sad for caleb at that moment because that is his life is christianity yeah and like not only did his brother disappear and likely get murdered which we knew he got murdered but like there's also the fact that he's according to his religion going to go to hell yeah which was really sad mm-hmm. um yeah and then there is um sort of like the catalyst for the whole thing was the dad being too judgmental right yeah being that's, too zealous yeah that's why he that's why the family had to move yeah that's why they community. got kicked out of the uh plantation or whatever yeah. they called it um so him trying to be a little bit too christian is what sort mm-hmm. of started everything which is interesting um yeah there were lots of elements of like praying um Mm -hmm. there's like at the beginning thomason was sort of like praying and saying yep i'm a sinner i've done pretty much or thought pretty much all of the bad things Mm -hmm. which which of you go by um some some old testament stuff there is a thing that says 
I think it particularly pertains to adultery. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically like, yeah, if you fantasize having about having sex with a woman who's not your wife, it's just as bad as you mm-hmm. having sex with a woman who's not your wife. Um, which if you extrapolate that out to all, all the sins of which there are infinite, mm-hmm. right? Like, and you're a child who has an active imagination and is bored all the time because you live in a shack with no other children. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you're just sinning all the time because your mind is going yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's a thing. Um, um, trying to think of, like, the other... Oh, I guess that the other major praying thing was when Caleb was dying. Um, and something like... Didn't the dad say pray to not be a witch or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah, so that's the thing. At that time, one of the uh, prerequisites of being a witch was that you couldn't remember the Lord's Prayer. Really? Yeah. Oh, I so didn't So that's that. why it was such a big deal when the little kids were like, I can't remember the oh. rest of the prayer. And they were like, oh my God, you're a witch then. That makes so much sense now. Okay. Um, which which is also why he said to Thomas and say the lord's prayer mm-hmm. um which i believe she was able to do mm-hmm. uh with with no problem because it's interesting that you were kind of wondering throughout the movie if she was a witch because i i wasn't really yeah Bo- both times i watched it i mean the second time i watched it with you mm-hmm. the first time i watched it i really just saw her as a protagonist for us to empathize with oh i didn't empathize with um her. why not she was awful to pretty much all of her siblings um she wasn't awful to caleb no she wasn't and, awful she, and to she caleb. wasn't bad to sam she okay, just fine. was she was bad to the twins um yeah. she wasn't very like i understand where she's coming from she was a teenager but she wasn't all that great to her parents mm-hmm. um she often didn't seem to like being in her family which also i get but like <laughs> don't you <laughs> i mean yeah but I don't know. Like, I just, like, I didn't get any opportunities to see her being really good or really nice or anything. Because she was given no opportunities to. Exactly. Which I guess is... Which is why I empathized with her okay. so much. Because, like, yeah, like, the one, you know, she goes out into the woods with Caleb because she's trying to find the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good, you know, right? Well, but, like, the whole movie, like, literally the entire movie... She's just being dumped on, mm-hmm. which as a person watching a horror movie, I'm going to empathize with the person who's going through the most trauma because like, that's the point of horror is to like live vicariously through someone who's experiencing trauma. I sort of, I think, um, emph- why can't I say the word right now? Empathize. Because you're drunk. I'm not drunk. Empathized the most with Caleb at the beginning. Okay. Um, and interestingly, at the beginning, I empathize with the dad a lot too. There, there are a lot of times I do feel bad for him mm-hmm. um, because he's doing what in his mind is best for his children. He's trying mm-hmm. to, because obviously he's been brainwashed by this by this religion too, yeah. to the point where he's like, well, all these people in, in this town are going to go to hell because they're not Christian enough. I'm the only person who's Christian enough, so I need to get my kids away from these people right. so that they can be more Christian, so that they can live in heaven forever um and he just sucks he can't hunt he he hasn't taught his son how to help him hunt you know his dog isn't very well trained his two youngest kids don't obey him at all his wife doesn't respect him so like in in the 1630s this guy has basically failed at just about everything i sort of took it as him him being bad at a lot of things i took it as him being really shaken up about the baby disappearing I didn't take it as that was just how he was, like, all the time. I took it as he was being affected by the trauma. Well, I mean, even before that, like, he can't get enough corn to grow for them to survive the winter. You know, like... And, I mean, obviously, his major character flaw is pride, Mm -hmm. right? It's his pride that got him kicked out of the town, which led to the events. I mean, everything is is literally his fault. Mm -hmm. Um which again i guess is why we can empathize with him right because he he screwed everything up yeah um but no like i think he's just bad at everything like he, he's, however i do think he was well intentioned which is another reason 
why I was uh, yeah re- relatively you know if if you look at it from sort of a, a relativistic mm-hmm. perspective. I didn't like I didn't have any sort of empathy for the mom at all. Oh yeah, she was awful the yeah. whole time. Um, and again, that like you said with Thomas, and that could just be like we didn't see her have any opportunities to be a nice person because the events of the movie made it impossible for her to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and the thing is too that because she's a woman in the 1630s, I mean, like the only opportunities that she would have had to be good in the context of the movie are basically uh, eschewing her sense of self, which is why, like, I almost root for her to become a witch at the end. Like, I'm kind Mm -hmm. of happy for her that she finds the coven at the end because I'm like, well, great. Because, I mean, basically the whole, like, witch craze and everything happened because there were women who decided that they were going to be treated as people mm-hmm. um so like with that sort of context of now whenever i watch a movie like i just root for the witches <laughs> i'm like yeah no you do your thing like you you are you are independent people <laughs> um let's see yeah the two little kids suck I, I do empathize with Caleb a lot, mm-hmm. um, but, like, he's so very obviously not the main character that it's hard for me to, like, identify with him. Um, aside from just, like, he's very aware of his role of being the man of the house if mm-hmm. anything happens to Dad, which is why he's eager to go out hunting with him and yeah. trapping and um, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What else? Anything else about that before we move on? Not off the top of my head. Okay. What did you think about, like, the technical aspects of the movie? We've talked about the story a lot. Mm-hmm. But you noticed pretty early on that this was not in an aspect ratio that you yeah. noticed or that you're used to seeing, mm-hmm. which is really cool. What did you think about that? What did you think about the aspect ratio? Um, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, it sort of made me focus on what was happening a lot more um how so because like it's sort of like this is gonna sound kind of weird but okay. it kind of put me on edge a little bit oh um it sort of set the tone i guess um and also whenever i see um movies like that with different aspect ratios i always automatically imagine like old like either vintage or like really old fashioned stuff. Okay. Well, that is why they chose that aspect ratio because okay. it's they the the director and the cinematographer and or director of photography said that 1.66 by 1 is a more timeless. Mm-hmm. It is also the um European version of 4x3. Okay. Cuz 4x3 is like the square mm-hmm. that we have now. Um 1.6 which which if you, you know, dial it down to by one it's like 1.37 mm-hmm. by one and so this was shot in 1.66 by one so it's a little bit more square than that yeah um so it almost takes up the whole screen but not quite really um and yeah well they did a lot of things too with lighting to sort of make the image rounder mm-hmm. they they kind of blurred out the the corners a little bit too yeah um I thought it was a really pretty movie. Yeah? Yeah. I liked um, a lot of the scenery. Um, I liked the, the colors. Like, everything sort of felt a little bit washed out. Mm-hmm. But not cheaply washed out. Because we no. see a lot of horror movies that are cheaply made where they just go into Final Cut and they just take the saturation and they just dial it no, down by 50%. Like it, was, it felt very, like, authentically dim. Mm-hmm. Which I liked because there's like no electricity, obviously. Mm-hmm. So everything just was sort of natural, which I liked. Yeah. So most of the movie was shot with natural or available light. Mm-hmm. Aside okay. from. Yeah. Like the only times that they added light, I think, remembering from reading an interview is they would like during the dinner scenes where they're eating by candlelight mm-hmm. at night, they just put more candles off camera, but they didn't light with. Uh-oh. like light bulbs they just lit more candles mm-hmm. which is cool yeah um so yeah they they must have had just tons of people with bounce boards because there were no harsh shadows which is cool mm-hmm. which is what makes it all the lighting feel 
sort of nice and and good because everything's smooth, which really wouldn't happen um, if you were in a dark room and the only light was coming through a hole in the wall. Right. You'd have a lot of harsh shadows. Um, what did you think about the pacing? Um, because really the crap doesn't hit the fan till like the last 15 minutes yeah. of this hour and 40 minute long movie. Yeah, I did think that the beginning and the middle dragged a bit. Okay. Um, was this one of the movies that I fell asleep during and we had to start over again? Mm, no, I think that was just Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Um, well, which is an upcoming episode. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I did think the beginning especially was a little bit boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I understand why that's such like a common thing for this type of movie to just sort of like set the tone for so long and then just like upheave it at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I felt like there could have been more fast, more fa- faster pacing mm. toward the beginning. Um. I don't know. What did you think about it? I liked it. I like movies that are interesting but slow. Mm-hmm. Um, like Drive. Yep. Drive is fairly slow, which is funny because it's about tra- car chases, basically. <laughs> um, but it's a fairly slow movie with just like short bursts of really brutal action. Yeah. Um, on IMDb, it says you might also like, and the first one listed is It Follows, which mm-hmm. is slow, kind of all the way. Like, there's not, I mean, the climax is when they're in the pool fighting the monster, mm-hmm. which is cool because no one can see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I mean, that, that doesn't have like a, a crap hitting the fan moment like this does. Um, but I, I like it um, kind of just because it, the payoff feels better. Um, a lot of horror movies try to keep you stimulated with mm-hmm. the the slasher elements. Um, but that doesn't do much for me in terms of horror. Like, I like watching slasher movies because slasher movies are fun, but slasher movies aren't scary. Friday the 13th isn't scary. It's just fun to watch a bunch of dumb kids get murdered in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a movie that's trying to scare me, the slower pace is better because if I'm in a situation that is horrifying to me, it's one where I'm moving slow and I don't know what's happening because someone breaking in here and trying to kill us isn't going to be that scary for me. That's just going to be me. All right. I guess I just have to murder a person now, you know, like, but if I wake up because we hear a noise and we keep hearing the noise and we keep looking for the noise and we can't find it, even though we're following it, even though we, hear a noise behind the the door of the closet and we open it and there's nothing in the closet like that's scary to me because i don't know what's happening Mm. the things that are scary are the things that i don't know um and that might just have to do with me um and, and the things that i'm scared of but like a lot a lot of horror just focuses on being scared of death um which i'm not so like a lot of that horror stuff isn't all that horrifying to me the but like the unknown is scary mm-hmm. um not knowing what's going to happen next is is pretty terrifying um which is what this movie had like because we didn't know like you said we didn't know if the little kids were a witch mm-hmm. you know we didn't really know if the mom was a witch we didn't know if there was a witch yeah um i think for the slow pacing like it didn't like for me it didn't need to be like you said, where it keeps you stimulated with scary stuff the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think just, like, they could have just made it more interesting or something. I don't know. Like, I get that life back then was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. So, what we're going to see them doing in their daily life is pretty boring. But, I mean, that's the opportunity for, like, shorter scenes, more variety of different interactions and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Like, I wasn't expecting to be scared. I was just expecting to be, I don't know, like, more interested in what was going on, I guess. Okay. Um, I think some of the things that they did do well to ratchet the tension up is I think the score was really good. All that sort of uh, choir, choral-like 
Oh, what's the term for it? Oh. Oh. Not wailing. Uh, geez, there's a word for that type of, like, choral singing. Where it's really discordant and, and a bunch of people sort of, like, sour, sorrowfully mm. kind of moaning. Um, and the strings. Like, it, like that sort of uh, music felt very old to me, too, mm-hmm. which is cool. So let's get into some trivia. Okay. Are you ready? Alrighty. Alrighty. Let me let me find it here. Good old IMDB. There were more scenes planned to involve Black Phillip. Because he wasn't as well trained as planned, the ideas had to be scratched. Yeah, that could probably be an issue. Like there should have been more Black Phillip, I think, because he would I like agree. was the devil. Like I didn't know what they were talking about when the twins first started talking about Black Phillip. Like, well they were chasing their- the goat around. Right, but, like, that connection wasn't made for me. Mm. Like, I thought they were talking about, like, an imaginary friend or something. I don't know. Mm. The premise is based on America's first witch hysteria in colonial New England set 62 years before the infamous Salem witch trials, which occurred in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So, there we go. Uh, Most of the film's dialogue and story were based on writings from the time, which (laughs) which is pretty cool. Shot in only 25 days. Um, although the film's plot was intended to be taken literally, director Robert Eggers has spoken about a few small hints him and the filmmakers left throughout the film that might interpret as reasoning behind the events beyond the obvious supernatural. For example, the rot on the corn is ergot, a hallucinogenic fungus. Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh-huh. Um, because when I watched it the second time, I had read that piece of trivia. Mm-hmm. So I watched the whole thing like everyone was just tripping on acid, <laughs> um, which is which is a really cool way to look at that movie because it explains so many things. Mm-hmm. It explains why the young boy, it explains why Caleb, who is, you know, obviously going through puberty and very horny, sees a witch who is a literal Victoria's Secret model. Mm-hmm. It explains why um, the kids who play with this goat say that he talks to them. Yeah. It explains why, you know, the father thinks everyone is a witch. It explains why the mother isn't trusting everybody. Because essentially everyone is starving and cold and grumpy and sad. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they're also tripping, which... Uh, the thing about hallucinogenic drugs is it's very easy to have a bad trip if you're in a bad situation. And it's very easy to have a good trip if you're in a good situation. And these people were in an awful, horrible situation. So they're all high all the time. <laughs> and so their hallucinations are just the most horrifying things ever. Mm-hmm. Which also means that Thomason probably died naked in the woods. Probably. Um, director Robert Eggers said in an interview that the best behaved animal actor in the film was the bunny. Ugh. Gross. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, okay. Shot in the now rare 1.66 by 1 aspect ratio. Cinematographer Jaren Blachka. I don't know. B-L-A-S-C-H-K-E. Blachka. Or something. I don't know. Anyway, the guy said, uh, well, it's more timeless. It's a shape that goes back further into our history. I mean, you don't really see a lot that's 1.85 by 1 before, um, you know, the 1950s. That's a shape you didn't see in the arts until very recently. That timeless quality was attractive. Also, it was just going by my gut. It just felt right. It had the benefits of being able to make the house a little more claustrophobic and also show more height of the trees looming over the characters. And you could still have the whole family in the shot and have it work out. Um, yeah, which is cool because we just watched American Honey, which is shot in the 4 by 3 And that feels really claustrophobic. Yeah. That whole movie feels really claustrophobic. So that's cool. I like movies that use aspect ratio deliberately. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If you'll remember, the aspect ratio changes all the time in Grand Budapest Hotel. That's right, it does. Um, director Robert Eggers said the question he gets asked most about is, did any supernatural or paranormal events occur during filming? What do you think he said? Yes. Nope. Mm. His answer was, there were none. So this is a, this is a, what a piece of trivia that inspired me to ask the, the question about religion and mm-hmm. have that little discussion. The Satanic Temple has endorsed this movie and hosted several screenings of the film. 
their spokesperson, Jex Blackmore, which do you think that's Jex's real name? Probably not. Okay, I don't think so. Addressed the film as an impressive presentation of satanic insight that will inform contemporary discussion of religious experience. Gross. <laughs> uh, film takes place in 1630. Do, 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 do. Let's see. See if there's any other things that are interesting. Goats were commonly associated with Satan and witchcraft in the Middle Ages and Renaissance. Many believe that Satan took the form of a goat, which led to the common belief that goats were a part of the witch's Sabbath why black philip is the devil Mm -hmm. during the winch hunts it is widely believed that a witch could not say the entire lord's prayer this is why the family were so upset when mercy and jonas were unable to finish the prayer that is a womp womp and uh i heard from our mutual friend randy Mm -hmm. that um the director of this film whose name i've now blanked on but i will find it again robert eggers Mm mm-hmm um, this is the first film he's directed. Hmm. Um, he's a production designer and costume designer. Um, okay, he's directed some shorts, looks like. Um, but most most of the things he's done have been production designer on shorts and stuff. Um, but the cool thing is, this guy... Which we can see by his face is a big old hipster. Yep. He um, was very into making the film authentic. <laughs> so he was frustrated that they couldn't film anywhere in New England. They had to film in Canada because of budget restraints. Canada has much better tax mm-hmm. incentives for filmmaking than most places in America do, which is why all the TV shows and everything are going to Canada. Mm-hmm. So what he did is he had trees and dirt brought up from America <laughs> so that the dirt would look correctly. And apparently he would like only sat in furniture that like he made himself <laughs> and like didn't shower for the whole filming oh, and, and, and a whole bunch of other things to like make the experience more authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting thing before before we, we really move on to talk about because there, there was an article recently I don't know if you read it or if I even talked to you about it about like method acting in films mm-hmm. um, after The Revenant came out and everyone decided it was cool to start being negative about it instead of being positive about it mm-hmm. there was this article that was coming out that was basically saying like Leonardo DiCaprio isn't a method actor just because he like was dirty and cold during the filming of the movie um and it was talking about how like a lot of the sort of like impressive acting that's happening is really just this like macho baloney mm-hmm. um because like yeah the revenant which i haven't seen but like everyone was impressed with leonardo dicaprio's acting because he yelled a lot and was dirty and cold you know, like Leonardo DiCaprio, for as much as everyone says that he deserves like all these Oscars, really has two speeds. Zero and and really angry. I don't everyone thought so. he was really good in Django because he like busted his hand during a scene and kept going while it was bleeding. Like that doesn't make you a great actor. That just makes you like, you know, stubborn and macho. Um, whereas like your Tom Hardy's and your Shia LaBeouf's and your Daniel Day Lewis's will like live in that character. Um, like for American honey, Shia LaBeouf got all those tattoos. Like he mm-hmm. actually got tattoos or for fury. He like inflected cuts on himself, like as part of the character um, to have these cuts on his face, even though the script didn't call for it. And like, he learned to freestyle for the American honey role and Daniel Day Lewis. We don't even need to talk about. He's just in character all the time whenever he's doing a thing. And that's why his, his films are so believable and good. Um, and that was interesting that that sort of like method acting approach extrapolated out to someone directing a film Yeah, to me. Um, just, just because like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that itself made the film better, mm-hmm. you know, but that definitely informed the aspect ratio choice and it informed the lighting choice. Yeah. So, like, what do, what do you think about that? Like, 
do you think much about like the how of how people make movies like when you watch a movie not especially um a lot of times i like not directors and people like that i think a lot about what actors are thinking as they're playing these characters um like for a long time i don't even know what triggered it but like for a long time i couldn't get into a movie because i would be so focused on the actors instead of the characters okay like how Um, so just like i would think like hmm what does uh leonardo dicaprio think about having to fight this bear right now or Mm -hmm. something like that obviously i've never seen that movie either so i don't really know um but more so like i was interested in how actors create characters past what is in the script sort of thing um but no i don't think about a lot of the technical stuff when i'm watching movies i'm more much more of a story person um so i don't really think about Unless they're really good and really obvious, I don't think a lot about the lighting or um, music choices or anything like that. Mm. I'm just more of the actors, characters type of thing. That's interesting to me. Why? Um, I don't know, just because those are all components. But you are a more story-based person than I am. Mm -hmm. I I don't necessarily even really need a story. (laughs) Uh, there's some movies that'll make you watch in the future that kind of have sort of ambiguous narratives and stuff. And then we'll see, we'll see how you like them. Um, but there's like other things too, like how for a while there were a lot of movies being shot in Detroit, Mm -hmm. um, because Detroit came up with some film initiative. So like it follows and lost river and don't breathe particularly. Um, and I think those movies were all really good too, because they weren't they like used the fact that they were shooting in detroit as as part of the movie yeah you know um more so than just like well we're shooting in detroit because it's cheap yeah so we're gonna try our hardest to make it look like not detroit yeah like um that david foster wallace movie that was shot in grand rapids oh yeah where it's like there were a couple times where you could tell that it was shot in grand rapids Mm -hmm. um especially since they were like driving on a stretch of highway that i drive on every Every day. day And I was like, wait a minute, uh, there's that building. Oh, wait, that building went by the other direction. They're just driving back and forth. <laughs> um, but there were no, like, sweeping, like, shots, shots. Because no. they weren't supposed to be in Grand Rapids. Oh, really? No, they were supposed to, they were going somewhere oh, else. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I thought you meant, like, they weren't allowed to film in Grand no, Rapids or something. No, it wasn't a guerrilla film. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know. Do you, do you think that doing this podcast will make you think of that thing, make you think of those things more? Or, or do you think Probably. that you're always just going to be a story girl? I will always be a story girl at in a, heart. In a story world? How, yes. However, I think doing this podcast with you, mm-hmm. my darling husband. That's me. Is that uh, I think it will sort of open my eyes to the more technical stuff because that's your thing. Uh, you know, you went to school for broadcasting and technical new work and production type stuff. So yeah. I think... Um, I will become more interested in that the more that you talk about it. Um, And I was actually really proud of myself when I sort of got into that because at the beginning I mentioned the aspect ratio and then you told me you hadn't even noticed it the first time you watched. No, I didn't. So I was really proud of myself. And so maybe I will start trying to make more smart observations about stuff like that in the future. I'm going to burst in on you Mm -hmm. one day and you're going to be reading an article about color timing. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. All right, so we we're gonna do this new thing on the show, yeah, where we have trivia questions. Mm, so I'm survey questions. Survey questions. That's right. Survey questions. So I'm gonna ask you some questions here in the last in the last <gasps> few minutes. Okay, bring it on. If you had to wear one outfit from this movie every day for an entire week, oh. which one would it be? <sighs> can I pick naked? Somebody was naked in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you can pick naked. <laughs> Just because. I have never really been a fan of this, like the style of clothing from this time period. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that it's all about like um, utility and stuff, and it's not like, oh, I'm gonna put on this dress because it's pretty and it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, pretty much they're all dull, boring colors. Your clothes probably hardly ever get washed. Mm-hmm. Or they're probably scratchy. I don't know. Like, none of those clothes looked the least bit 
exciting what, to me a, what about the little red sexy riding hood victoria's secret <sighs> buxom thing you mm, don't want to wear I, that honestly i wasn't paying attention to that i was too busy being grossed out by the <clears throat> ugh. anyway no i would i guess choose naked well you'll get no complaints from me i mean i'm no victoria's secret model but which character do you think would be the most likely to help you out of a jam huh well i'm gonna go with caleb yeah i think caleb would be he Probably. seemed to be the most um maybe altruistic of the bunch the twins were too wrapped up in their devil goat worshiping world thomason was too stuck up the mom was the mom the dad was a little bit clueless i think caleb would be he'd be my best bet okay let's see i want to decide which other one to uh ask you it's either going to be the music one or the desert island one but i can't decide And upstairs neighbors are being very loud as well. I wonder if that's picking up on the microphone, especially <laughs> since I'm not doing anything. This is wonderful radio. <laughs> I got I got one that's not on the list. All right, surprise me. If you were a character in this movie, yes, um, like in addition, not like replacing okay. somebody, but like if you were just like the other sister in this family okay. H- how long do you think you would have lasted in this movie because everyone dies except for thomason so okay. so which like obviously the baby's gonna die first yeah so you're not gonna die first Mm-mm. i think i could probably i think i'd probably be pretty middle of the road yeah i think i am like clever enough i think to sort of not get myself into any dangerous situations however i am a wimp Mm -hmm. so if it came to anything coming at me with a pickaxe or whatever that was a shovel whatever she used to kill her mom she didn't come at her her mom was killing her no i'm just i'm embellishing you're too harsh on our protagonist i'm embellishing okay if anybody were to come at me with one of those, I'd be a goner. So I think I could probably make it to about the halfway mark of the movie. Okay. So you, you think you'd die before or after Caleb? Maybe after. After? After. Okay. How do, how do you think you'd die? Um, I think... Over Overdose on trippy corn? No. You'd just be sitting in your own world the whole movie, just looking at the shapes on the walls, crawling around? No, I think I would probably... Well, I might die of boredom. Mm. Um, but... She killed herself. Why? The note <laughs> says she was so bored. <laughs> um, no, I think it would probably be something like I would maybe start trying to investigate and figure out what was going on, and, and whoever was involved might not like that very much, and they might just chop my head off. Hmm. So you think the witches would come out of the woods and be like, you're being too Scooby-Doo. Exactly. We need to kill you. Yep. Wah. Yep. Rawr. Rawr. Wah. Rawr. Okay. All right. Do we have any emails? No. No? No one has emailed the show? No one has emailed the show. Mm. Well, so, if they wanted to, how would they? Well, you see, they would get into their email account mm-hmm. of their choice. It could yeah. be any of their email accounts. I don't care which. Mm. Um, AOL. I mean, does anybody have AOL yes. anymore? Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Doing doing giveaways at the radio station. <laughs> Everyone's like, Oh yeah, it's Lisa one two three at at Netscape dot com. Hotmail. You. Oh, there's lots uh, of hotmails. I um, I just wrote down a hotmail the other day. Gross. Yeah. Um, they can uh, type in their message, and mm-hmm. then in the the two bar at the top, mm-hmm. they can type in sharing everything show at gmail.com now is that one word or or six or how does that work it's one word is there, are there any special characters no special characters no no underscores no underscores no hyphens i believe that counts as a special character no no ampersand it's just s-h-a-r-i-n-g e-v-e-r-y-t-h-i-n-g s-h-o at s-h-o-w at <laughs> 
gmail.com and you can title it anything you want preferably not we hate you or you suck or your show is boring what kind of content would you would you like for someone to someone can send us constructive criticism someone can send us i mean that wouldn't have been my first choice but okay (laughs) someone can send us happy notes saying you guys make my mondays or whatever the heck day we put these out on this show hasn't come out on time ever (laughs) um they can send us suggestions for movies oh see that that would have been my first choice they can send us um corrections if we ever say anything stupid (laughs) no says no no Um, shut up about that they can send us gifs not gifs they can send us gifs of scenes from any of the movies we've talked about and Mm. say hey look at this they can send us completely unrelated correspondence and just say hey what's up my name's bob and i live in panama what's up and i'm wondering if you'd like to swing no that will get deleted it will yeah you can so send us nudes of yourself and and or or loved ones please don't um send us suggestions for movies yes that you'd like us to watch oh also uh, mm. you can send us some survey questions if you have any ideas Yay. we have sort of like a cache of them yeah. and we're just gonna pick certain ones yeah. for each episode so if you have any good ideas yeah. for those yeah, do that. you can also send us a message saying that joe is a little bit creepy at the end of the last episode yeah <laughs> basically just send us anything we'd love to see it but please no please no sketchy photographs or anything like that send us dick pics all right that's that brings us to the end of the show katie yes did you have fun i sure did you sure did did you i sure did i was thinking of of something else to say but i couldn't think of it so I won't um, say Are you going to forget the same thing you forgot last episode? Nope. I just have to scroll around on my phone to get to it a whole bunch. Okay. This is this is, this is is just uh, the, the thing that you do when we're doing it like this. So just hold on real quick. Okay. I'm going to say we got bed music. Everything's good. Hey, hey, what are you planning on showing me next week? There you go. <laughs> next week we are watching Uncle Nino. Uncle Nino. Yep. Well, until then... Keep talking. Keep loving? Keep loving. Sure. And uh, keep sharing. <laughs>